Hey listeners, we're doing something a little different tonight. We are doing our very first podcast redo. We needed this redo. Yeah, we did. So tonight we have Lindsay Gerhard here again. We're really happy to have you back on the show because our first time with you was somewhat of a disaster and there was a storm and we couldn't hear anything and a lot of the footage had to be just thrown out because of the storm and so it's great to have you back on the podcast so here we go for the redo welcome to if this bar could talk a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell as well as the storied history of cocktails spirits and bars I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, we needed to do this because the last one was a disaster, as we said in the intro. Uh, But the good news is Citizens Trust is back open. Back open and ready for people to come on through. Awesome. And as beautiful as ever. Thank you so much. Two days a week, uh, Friday and Saturday. Reservations highly recommended, but walk-ins are always welcome. Um, you can get the uh, reso through our Instagram or just through Veritas. It'll give you the option for Citizens Trust Cocktail Lounge. Now, is Veritas open now also? Yes. Okay. They're doing a Mexican Supper Club theme. Ooh. So they're still doing in their normal tasting menu format, but we've actually just upped it. It's all Mexican themed. We actually had uh, little Mexican grandmas come in, teach the kitchen nice. how to make because they're just like, we don't need to be white people learning it on our own. <laughs> Learn it from the real source. So they came in, taught everyone how to make our own tortillas using masa and, you know, giving the like true full experience. So oh, wow, that's amazing. In real yeah. Veritas fashion then. Yeah, absolutely. In that's the most great. Veritas fashion you could have it. And I, I read where um, you know, when you think Mexican, you don't necessarily think wine paired with it, but they I saw that they are doing that. Yeah. And we actually also just had Ben Grice join our team. Nice. So he worked with me at Curio. He took over Commune as well. Mm-hmm. He's been a huge influence in the community. And he actually just took over their bar program. So he's doing cocktail pairings as well. Oh, very cool. So, oh, so he's downstairs. Yeah. Awesome. So how does how do we get a reservation at Veritas the same way? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the same link will take you to either Citizens Trust or the... Uh, uh, Mexican Supper Club experience, or they're also doing to-go Wednesday and Thursday as well. So they're doing taco kits at home. Are they doing to-go cocktails? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So Ben will switch it up every week or so, and they also are still doing their wine delivery. Okay, cool. cool. So I highly recommend that. They have all really <sighs> we nice did that a few list. Times already. Yeah, it's great. And it's very well-priced as well. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like Citizens Trust of all the bars in town is like made for social distancing because it's so huge. Yeah. Um, But what precautions did you have to take and what was the planning like before you opened? So, uh, you know, just as everyone else, we because we able we were able to sit back and have that time. We watched what other places were doing, not just in Columbus. We were watching what uh, other cities were doing, things we liked, things we didn't like, things we saw working. So. Again, in very Citizens Trust and Veritas fashion, we took it to another level. We do temp checks when you come in. We have you sign an affidavit as well, which is saying like you haven't experienced anything, 
but we take your email. So with that being said, you're not finding out through social media. You're our first direct contact if anyone on our staff nice. or anyone else has gotten it so we can let everyone know oh that's good mm-hmm. so so contact tra- it's our yeah it's contact our contact tracing it's our form of contact tracing and with it still maintaining a private you're not just throwing your information out into the universe we just keep you on that mailing list wow. so and then we also got one of those giant fogger machines um oh, i don't yeah. know if you've seen yeah, those yeah. the big disinfectant ones and of course every table has their own hand sanitizer and we're trying to keep it as low contact as possible and you know citizens is also a huge space mm-hmm. like we, yeah the tables aren't six feet apart they're more like about 30 feet apart. yeah <laughs> and they're also 10 plus people we're keeping yeah. it to eight people per person and really almost everyone has their own little cubicle to go off of so it's yeah. been really nice in that aspect um i mean we're not letting people touch our bourbon in our big back area in our vault mm-hmm. but people can still come back they can still look just ask us questions. That's all. Yeah. And, you know, nice. just keep your mask on. That's, That's it. awesome. Yeah. So for listeners, if you haven't been to Citizens Trust, first of all, definitely get there. But um, it's a beautiful old place. It was built. It was a bank, of course. And it was built in 1917. And when they uh, rehabbed it, they kept a lot of the um, original um, the ceilings, are original, the bank they kept some of the bank vaults mm-hmm. and it's just a really and really cool are space restored. yeah yeah it it's looks just, awesome it's an amazing amazing space so how's it going though it's been very interesting um i mean i i think i've talked to so many of my people who are also running their own bars right now and it's just it's like a whole new take on everything you know coming up with qr codes remembering to do sanitation at every table like hand sanitizers have to be out, QR codes. I always say that I always feel like the fun police anyways, but now I'm like the extra fun police. I'm like, put your mask on, please. And like yelling it across the bar, wearing a mask while working has been uh, interesting because if you don't know me, I have bangs. So really the only thing you can see are my eyes <laughs> and <laughs> they're not the most expressive. So I feel like I just always look like I have a dead face. Um, oh, <laughs> So it's that's been interesting, um, you know, reminding our staff to speak up, speak clear. Mm-hmm. You're by the first weekend, and we were only open for two days the, right now. By Sunday, my voice was just gone, shot. You know, I never even thought of that. I didn't either. Bad side effect. Yeah. Of, wow. And like, I already have a very like nasally voice, anyways. So I was with my friends the next day, and they were just like are you okay? I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I feel fine. <laughs> but so it's been a lot of those things. Uh, a couple of positives though, that I am really enjoying. I really enjoy switching up a menu. Uh, I do all of our cocktails at the bar. So I wanted to start with 12 and then we kind of pushed the opening pretty quick. It was supposed to be two weeks. We did it in one. I've done faster, weirder things in my life. So I'm not worried. Uh, but I was like, okay, we'll start with eight. And by the next week I was like, guys, I think I'm going to change the menu. They're like, can you, can you let it go for like six days, six shifts? (laughs) And so then I was like, Ooh, it's a QR code though. I can just keep adding things. I can do whatever I want. You can do a quick manipulation and it's totally fine. So that was, that's fine. Um, it's weird doing reservations upstairs. We've never done it. And I think especially as a cocktail bar, that's odd. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But you kind of get to 
place people, make sure like, oh, these people definitely want to sit at the bar. These people definitely want to be in their own lounged area. Mm-hmm. These people feel safer in this area. Mm-hmm. There was a speakeasy that we went to in Chicago. Um, the Velvet, no. Violet Hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they took reservations. Yeah. So it's not like it's unheard of, but it... In it, Columbus, it's in just... In Columbus, a, it's, it's different. very different. Yeah. And I mean, Violet Hour is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Such an experience. You really feel like when you walk in, you're transformed into a different place. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can do that in Chicago almost anywhere. Like, yeah. Three Dots and a Dash will forever be one of my favorite bars on oh, the yeah. planet. That mm-hmm. too. And, and the, uh, the projection on the ground outside. Yes. They do. Brilliant. It's just amazing. And their hospitality is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But Columbus bars are better. Columbus yeah. bars are better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, I, <laughs> I do think that Citizens Trust is the place for that. I mean, I think it could continue to evolve. Yeah. We've had a and, lot of people. And then be smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a lot of people come in and say it's their first time in a bar. They're like, you know what? This is the first place we felt safe going yeah. to. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I was like, oh, my gosh. That's amazing, but also, how can we make people feel more safe, right? Without almost impeding on their enjoyment of a time, mm-hmm. right? And but I mean, I feel like that's the name of the game in hospitality, anyways. Yeah, how to make people more comfortable, more happy, while always looking out for their safety as at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just one more precaution. But well, let's talk about your menu because we were there the other night, and I had a rhinestone cowboy, <laughs> which wow. was amazing. But I've been singing that damn song in my head ever <laughs> since, and now I'm I'm dating Thanks, myself, Arna. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually hate naming my own cocktails. It's forever been the one thing I'm like, nope. I will make you as many as you want. I will write the descriptions. I will do everything. Dear God, don't make me name them. So I usually phone a friend. <laughs> I call my friend Jared, who is the market manager for Ohio, for Bacardi. I'm like, hey, it's cocktail naming time. He's like, oh, this is fun. What do? And I was like, no, no, just here's, here's my menu. Write it. Name it. I don't care what it is. And then he always gives me these backstory of like why it makes sense and why. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if it makes sense. Cocktail-wise, though, that one, this was actually a fun menu because I got to do a light collaboration and bounce some ideas off of uh, Annie Williams Pierce, who owns Lawbird. Mm-hmm. She's my best friend. And I was like, man, I have all these like crazy ideas in my head. And we do this back and forth anyways. But she was like, how about I just come in? I was like, oh my God, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sit at my bar, listen to me, just ramble off a thousand things. And I was like, this is how I always started with her. Hear me out. <laughs> and she's like, ooh, this is a weird one. I'm like, yeah, hear me out. What if? And I was like, what if we do a housemate or a chata? But we thin it out and we make it like this and we let it sit for 24 hours. And then she was like, well, it only sits for eight. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to let it sit for 24 hours. Then we're going to put it through a microcon. Then we're going to add Angel's Envy or chata, do some dry curacao, tequila, some Mexican cinnamon, coconut flakes. She was like, Yep. Dude. Yeah. Yes. She's like, I don't know how you're going to. She's like, yeah, do it. No, that combination of both the Angel's Envy and the Reposado was spectacular. And the, the little bit of um, the garnish with the toasted uh, coconut. I don't think it was toasted. I think it was shaved. It was just shaved lightly. And it had cinnamon Mm -hmm. right on top. Yeah. Um, Which cinnamon and tequila are a match made in heaven, first of all. But I have to say, when I was looking through the menu, I was like, 
that is a weird combination. I have to try it. Mm-hmm. And I was really skeptical, <laughs> but it was so good. So good. And you, your choice of ice was so perfect, too. Like, it just, it was just perfect. It was tiki-ish. Um, and, and I thought maybe it would get too watered down, but it didn't. Like, it held its flavor till I got to the very bottom of the I drink. love to hear that. Because, things, you know, there are some things that you're like, Ooh, this is a real shot in the dark, gang. I don't know how it's going to go. And it's honestly been one that, you know, I've been surprised that as many people have been ordering it, but they're loving it. And mm-hmm. that makes me happy. All It's over. amazing. I like when people get to try things that I absolutely know they would be like, tequila and whiskey? What uh-huh. are you doing? And then they see the presentation. They're like, what am I drinking? Yeah. And why then, haven't I tried this before? Right. And then they're like, wait, no, no, no. All right. Checks out. I'm in. So, so how did you think of that? What inspired you? So we were lightly basing Josh was downstairs. The owner was like, yeah, we're going to do a Mexican menu. I was like, all right, that sounds fun. I'll mess with that a little bit. And, um, this is going to sound crazy, but initially, and I will add it, but I wanted to do a, a lote cocktail broken down. I don't know what that is. A lote is a uh, Mexican corn, like Side dish, basically, where it's roasted corn, um, mayo, uh, cojita cheese, uh, paprika, a little bit of salt, and, like, parsley or okay. cilantro. I'm sorry. And so it has this, like, crazy, like, rich mouthfeel, but it's delicious. So I was like, I'm going to make that into a cocktail. Mm. And it, that was another, like, Annie, hear me out. <laughs> she was like, all right. And so... I like had all these things written down and I always base everything generally first and foremost off the flavor Bible. So I was going through random Mexican things and I was like, all right, a low table would be fine. I was like, what about something with horchata? I was like, oh, I don't really want to do anything creamy when it's like 95 degrees out. And then I was like, but what if I do want to do something creamy? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Let's just try it. If it doesn't work, who cares? The best thing about making a lot of Mexican dishes is initially they can be incredibly cheap. So I'm not necessarily worried about investing a ton of time, a ton of money and being like, wow, that was a complete waste. So I made an horchata and then I was like, "Ah, I'm going to twist it. I'm going to put a weird spin on it, which usually it does kind of have like a thick, milky rice based texture. And it's Mm -hmm. a little bit like chalky a little bit. I was like, I'm going to thin it out because I don't want like gritty cocktails. I don't like them normally. And so that's how that one came. And I was like, I'll put the corn one on the back burner because that one was going to take. And it has a lot more time. I like that idea, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my next one. It's going to be uh, a mezcal and probably split with a little bit of rum to add that sweetness. And then I'll take the sweet corn and you can basically make like a whipped like a sweet corn cream almost from it. Mm. So I'm going to do it like sour style and then finish it with a paprika dust and maybe like a little bit of a cilantro syrup. Ooh, that sounds exciting. So, I can't wait to try that. We'll see. Yeah, that one's still, that one's still up here somewhere. We're... Awesome. Right. <laughs> right. Give you me like ex- a... Experiment on it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Give me like a week and my staff will be like, okay, you can do... All right, fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> so have you had issues with patrons not wanting to wear their masks? We were at a restaurant um, in Johnstown recently, and it seemed like some people don't think they should have to do that. I actually, on Saturday night, I had uh, two ladies come in around like 
9.30, 9.45. And we stop having people walk in around 9.30. Just because that 10 p.m. rule, it... It scares me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would always rather be safe than sorry. Sure. Um, you know, I know we're doing everything right, but I want to make sure that there's no way for anyone to come back on us. And and that's hard enough for my staff because we don't have any clocks in there. So at that point, they have to consistently check their phones or check our iPad or Right. And then there's again me, the fun police being like it's 9.52. <laughs> Whatever you got, do it or you got nothing. So these ladies walked in and they walked up to us and they didn't, they were holding their masks, but they like took them off once they got to our front gate and they walked up to the bar and I was like, hey ladies, excuse me. Uh, if you don't mind, just put your mask on while you're standing. And she goes, who are you? And oh I was my like, gosh. Oh, well, well, this is going to be fun because I'm already not going to serve you but and she was like so she like held it like to her cheek and I was like no 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 just like in front of your face you know like how you were doing it out there and she just like gave me the worst look and then my other one of my servers like explained the whole thing and she goes well I understand you're not doing walk-ins anymore and I was like you are just all around not a fun person I don't know <laughs> but we have had a couple guests like one of them was a friend of a friend, and he was like, oh, I know it's $1,000 if I don't have my mask on. I'll just give you $1,000. And oh, I was geez. like, you probably won't. And also, just put it on, man. Right. It's not that hard. Just follow the rules. Right. Or sit down. Like, don't he was just rude. standing in his group. And I was like, or just sit. Right. Pick it's a lane. Easy. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I don't care what you do, but just, like, put something on your face like you have to do everywhere else. It's disrespectful not to wear Absolutely. a mask, people. And it's not, not about hard. You. No, no, it's not hard. It's really not. It, it doesn't hurt you. And you don't have to do it all night long like right. the staff does. And you know, it's the one place right now where you don't have to wear it all the time. Right. So just be happy that there is a place you don't have to wear it. But wear it when you stand up. Yeah. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. Or just stay seated. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Wild times. <laughs> Fun police. <sighs> Well, I think that calls for a cocktail. What think, do you think? I think we're Should ready. we take a break and yeah. uh, make a cocktail? Absolutely. What are you going to make for us? Um, let's do some Boulevardiers. I feel like that awesome. sounds like I haven't had a good solid Boulevardier in a minute. All so, right. yeah, All let's right. do that. Let's do it. <laughs> And we are back with a Boulevardier. Cheers, yeah. everybody. Cheers, Cheers. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. No, I haven't had one in so long. So tell, like us, tell us how you make a Boulevardier. I honestly just do it one, one, one. One ounce bourbon, one ounce uh, Campari, one ounce sweet vermouth. With this one, I put orange bitters in since we don't have the orange essence. But I think, honestly, it all plays the same. Mm-hmm. I like to keep it as simple as possible. I think especially with classic cocktails, that's where people either do really well, but it's like happy accidents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like generally just stick to what it is. Yeah. Because if you put your flair on a Manhattan and somebody's like, well, why doesn't this taste the same? It's like, because it's just a standard cocktail. Then make something else mm-hmm. or branch off. Like Manhattan's specifically just to go onto that ramp. You know, you could get a Brooklyn or you can... Get a Bronx. You can switch it up to any of the boroughs that all have their specific 
take on it. Like my favorite is a Vukare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's where I like to go with those things. So just stick yeah. to what you know. Stick yeah. to the classics. Yeah. So when we first uh, discovered the Boulevardier, we were actually in Lexington, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And um, it was on the menu. We'd never had it before. And this must have and been I'm eight years huge, ago. Yeah. And I'm a, no, yeah, eight years. Yeah. I'm and, a huge Negroni fan to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it was just perfect. Yeah. And we, so we were like, oh, this is really great. And we came back here. And at that time, nobody knew what a Boulevardier was. But now everybody, well, the craft bars, they all know what a Boulevardier yeah. is. I went and ordered one recently. And <laughs> I just always feel like an asshole when I go somewhere and I'm like, oh, everybody knows what a Boulevardier is. And they're just like, what did you say? <laughs> and I'm like, wait. A Boulevardier where? Yeah, they're like, a what? And I'm like, a Negroni. They're like, oh. And I'm like, it's not a, it's, it's a real word, you guys. It's a real thing. It's real word. Like, And that's when you go, mm, maybe I'll just have a shot. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you I'll just take gauge, this neat. Let's gauge your bar. Yeah. And I, then they're like, no, let me try. And I'm like, no, see, that scares me more. I've played that game of, you know what? Yeah, go for it. I I hate it when you order something like this and they just do it by account. They don't actually measure it. Stressful. Yeah. They do the bubble count. And it's John Tafford really mm. ruined a lot of things for people. It's like, no, that makes sense. I'm like, it doesn't. Like, different viscosities will pour at different levels. And yeah, it's just, it's easy science, man. So um, what whiskey did you use in this particular? I used Angel's Envy. And why did you use Angel's Envy? I am the whiskey guardian for Angel's Envy, which basically means I'm the brand ambassador. Uh, My main market is Columbus, but I will go all over Ohio. And right now, we, it's September 1st, we're kicking off Toast the Trees. Awesome. Toast the Trees is a really great event that we do for the entire month. Every hashtag or post picture story, anything social media that you put touch the trees, we plant a white oak tree. Nice. And right now our goal is 40,000. And awesome. we plant them in the spring. And it's our way of giving back to the community. Uh, you know, we love bourbon, obviously. Can't do it without oak. So why not keep it reciprocated for. I love that. Yeah. And so you know, where will they be planted? Just all around Kentucky or? Uh, they'll be, yeah, in Kentucky. Okay. So we like to just, you know, go out there and it's our service day. And it's the cheapest way to give back, the quickest way to give back. Post a picture of an Angel's Envy bottle, drink, pour, whatever it may be. And that's it. It's all you got to do. And what do you tag it with? Toast, hashtag toast the trees. Toast the trees. Toast okay. the trees. So listeners... Go out, buy a bottle of Angel's Envy, or get a cocktail, or preferably both, the entire month of September, mm-hmm. and and uh, take a step one. You have a little postcard here for us. Step one, grab an Angel's Envy bottle or cocktail. Step two, take, tag, and post a picture. Step three, we plant a tree. So do the employees plant the trees, or do you have people, arborists or somebody plant we the do. trees? Oh, we awesome. do. We go out That's and do awesome. it. Yeah. I so, love that. We all just come together from all over the country and just go out and spend a couple days planting some trees. It's what a great story. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's fun. It's a, it's our service, but it's also a bonding time. And instead of just, you know. Is this something new or has this been going on? This has been going on for a while. Um, So since this is my first year doing this in Columbus, 
it's going to have a bigger focus. But yeah. And, you know, I have a few bars participating as well who will be helping us. Um, Citizens Trust, Veritas, Spec, 1808 Tavern, which are both up in Delaware. Mm -hmm. Vasa will be participating as well. Uh, Two Truths in the Short North, Oddfellows, Mouton, um, District 13 up in Sunbury. I have uh, Lizardville. I have three locations in Cleveland participating. And then Westerville, we're actually going to be doing a vertical tasting September 24th of the cast drink 2017, 2018, 2019, and the oh. bourbon and the rye. Awesome. Oh, wow. So that's going to be one of my favorite events that we're going to be doing this month. Uh, yeah, and a couple other places. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah, we just did a tasting of the bourbon rye and the 2017 cast. <sighs> yeah. So It was amazing. I did that with you guys, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, fun. And then I, I read, I got an email from uh, Angel's Envy today that said you were already sold out of the Man. special Angel's Envy that just dropped today. Oh, yeah. The Misnera cask. So crazy thing. It was our Founders Day uh, 10 years ago. We took that. We took our spin on it, as we usually do. But we did it in uh, Misnera Oak Cask. So it's going to be a Japanese barrel. And what blew my mind is, you know, I've been in the scene for a long time. But... This was one of the craziest releases. 1,200 bottles for our pre-sale, which we did last year for everyone in the 500 main group. Mm -hmm. Which we're part of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 800 bottles sold in three minutes. Wow. So, and then today they had their lineup. I have a buddy who's also a guardian down in Louisville. And he also works the line, the bottling line. And he said when he got there at 4 a.m. this morning... There are at least 60 people waiting. Wow. Camped out. And if you're not familiar with Angel's Envy, it's distillery is actually located downtown. And pretty close to it is an overpass. And there were people lined all the way up through it. And it was, he said, that sold out in 20 minutes. And two hours later, there were still people trying to get in wow. to the distillery. That's crazy. Yeah. So we are. I'm we glad are, we didn't do that. Yeah, we're on the <laughs> mailing list, but somehow I missed the pre-sale. I don't know how. I must have just not read that no, email. I, That's I saw it. I didn't realize that. Shoot. Well, I didn't even realize it was going to go. I had people calling me. It started at 10 a.m. I had people calling me at 9:45, and being like, "How do I get in? The website's down." And I was like, "What do you mean? I'm just." wasn't paying attention and I was like what do you mean how do you get in it's a website and they were like well it, it locked me out I was like well it doesn't go for another 15 minutes log in at 10 they're like that's not how pre-sales work Lindsay and I was like okay well <laughs> clearly I don't know how the internet works so I don't know why you're asking me for advice uh, restart I don't know right refresh they're like I'll lose my place I'm like did you even have a place again I don't know how the internet works. So like, so I'm did not. it crash? Because so <laughs> many did. people were... Yeah. Oh, wow. It was actually, it was kind of a big hiccup. It, it took about 45 minutes for them to finally get this, the site back up because so many people from all over were trying to log in. And, and I think that's how it ended up. And side note, this was not a regular bottle. No. This was a very special bottle at a very high price. Yeah. So not even your typical... 
you know, 60 to a hundred dollars. Yeah. It was 300 and 350, 350, 370 after tax. And again, especially during COVID and all these other crazy things, we're, we're not shipping. We don't ship bottles. You still have to go to the distillery mm-hmm. to pick it up. So, you know, some of these people who are ordering it from who knows where, and you only have a limited time to pick it up because they just can't hold bottles forever. I think we have until January, February 2021 to pick them up. But still, it was, and this was, that was just a pre sale. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, well, you can go down. And they're like, I'm not waiting in line. And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know. I've seen people wait in line longer for less. So. Jeez, that is amazing. <laughs> but that's whiskey for you. That yeah. Is amazing. That's crazy. So um, I told you once before that uh, when we got together that I would tell you our Angel's Envy story. Yes. So um, we created a board game called the Bourbon Run. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's made like uh, Churchill Downs. It's a, it's a horse track and each furlong is a distillery. And so I really wanted Angel's Envy to be on our board. And so it's I It's one kept, of our favorites. Yeah. So... It, it's, so, it's unique to its own for not being necessarily as far out into the Bourbon right. Trail County yes. country. Um, and so I was reaching out to Angels Envy. And I kept calling them and emailing them. So please be on our board. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we don't know. Like, we'll get back to you. And then we went down to New Orleans for Tales of the Cocktail. And we were sitting at um, Aaron Rose having yeah. a uh, frozen Irish coffee. Is that what? Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it yeah, yeah, so yeah. much. <laughs> having a po' boy at ten o'clock. In and the we're totally we're sitting at yeah. the bar, and I love sitting at the bar because I love to talk to people. Yeah, you know that are there. And so there's this gal sitting next to us, and so we started talking to her, and great gal. And we were like, so what do you do? And she's like, oh, I'm a rep for Angel's Envy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, I've created this board game called The Bourbon Run. And I've been trying to get. So I showed her pictures mm-hmm. as we're describing it. I've been trying to get you guys to, you know, be on our board. But they're like, we don't know you. We don't know, you know, what's in it for us. And, you know, they're skeptical. They don't know who I am. And right. she was like, well, I'm going to tell them as soon as I get back on Monday that they need to be on this board. And sure enough, Monday they're like, "We're in. You're on. We will yeah. be on your board." So that was really cool. And they were one of the first. Yeah. Them and, uh, Smooth Ambler. Yeah. Were among the first to say yes. Yeah. We're in. Sign us up. And we, I mean, we're a small company, and I feel like a lot of people forget that often. Yeah. And you know, this jumps back to the release. We only have fifty full time employees. You know, we might be under the Bacardi umbrella. But we are still an incubator brand, and we only run through Louisville Distilling. Mm -hmm. So it's just us. Yeah. And, you know, but with that being said, I went down for our central meeting, and I had just been, I'd only been on the team for, like, two months. And I went down for our central team meeting, and we went to the distillery. It was my first time there. I was like, wow, this is very fun, going up the little, like, employee Mm -hmm. entrance and... Uh, so when we were doing all of our like round tables, I never, I guess, realized how small of a company we were when all of a sudden the two of the sons walk in and they're just over there going through the tasting boards and I was like, oh, hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm like, Wait, are you the production manager? And he was like, oh, yeah. And then we were just like joking about random things. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Wes walks in for a while and he's like, hey, guys. Hey, Felicia, heard you were sick last week. How you feeling? Like, just everyone's family. That's nice. And it's, I was like, man, all right, I'm in. It's not as big as scary of a company yeah. as you would think it is. Yeah. So speaking of family, there's a second story that we yeah, have. So and a second connection to Angel's Envy. So like a couple of weeks later, my sister um, texted me and said, hey, we're all invited to the Angel's Envy distillery opening. Because uh, my the grand opening of the distillery. Yeah. Because my uncle um, has a company. Well, his sons have it now. Um, they did all the masonry work on the building. Oh, that's so amazing. They invited everybody that worked on the building to and their their mm-hmm. friends and family to come to the the grand opening. I did not get to go, um, but that was just pretty cool. And then they gave uh, everyone who worked on the building the first bottle, one of the first bottles to come off of oh, that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And so my cousin has a bottle of Angel Zemby, the first run. And so I was like, I'll buy that from you. And yeah. he's like, no. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm keeping it and I'm probably never going to open it. So it's one of those things too. Like when I was getting to know everyone down there and one of our girls, unfortunately, and she's fine now, but she had cancer and she had worked for the company for like maybe a year. And so the way that they handled it as a national team, they were like um, National Felicia Day. And so they made an entire national marketing campaign around her and every drink, anything, everyone planned an event. Wow. And everything sold went for her cancer treatments to pay it. That's, That's so crazy. And Angel's Envy, the family themselves actually like looked out for her, would check in, offer to take her to appointments. And I was like, you know what? All right. What a great company. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, all right, I'm very in. You guys are very choice people. Very cool. Yeah. And I had another weird run in with uh, Angel's Envy person. So um, the many lives of of Leanne and Blair. I so across the river in New mm-hmm. Albany, Indiana, where I grew up, yeah. we have this festival. It's this it's second largest festival in the state of Indiana, second only to the Indy five hundred. But it's a it's called the Harvest Homecoming. It's a bunch of like crafts and booths and mm-hmm. food and stuff. It's a hoot. Let me tell you. I have a so, buddy who actually lives there. He's the one who works the bottling line. He lives right across the river. Oh, over there. cool. So I had a, a thing called the Shick Shack because mm-hmm. that's my last name or my was my last name, my maiden name. And so I sold, yeah. Hold on. Shit, what, shickle, but we shorted to shick, so shick shack. But I sold beer, cheese, and pretzels. And uh, so I sold beer, cheese, and pretzels to this guy, random guy. The next day, we go to do the Angels Envy tour, and he was our tour guide. I was like, hey, were you at the Harvest Homecoming yesterday? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, did you get beer, cheese, and pretzels? He was like, yeah. I'm like, I sold them to you. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so weird. (laughs) He was probably like, did you bring more? I'm feeling great today. I would like one. Thank you. That was pretty fun. But that is uh, probably my favorite distillery because, well, there are a lot of reasons, but – I love at the end how you do the tasting at the big oak tree. Yes. And then when you're finished and you, you look think over. You're finished. Yeah, you think you're finished. And you look over and there are the angel wings and then the doors open oh. up and you have your special oh. bar. <laughs> oh, man. And I think that's also a really neat thing that they do is, you know, and I've been on a lot of distillery tours and I think they're all very special for their own reasons. Mm-hmm. Like 
you know, Maker's Mark with the Chihuly and Mm -hmm. everybody has Mm -hmm. their beautiful landscapes and Mm -hmm. whatnot. But I think when you're at Angel's Envy and you finish at a bar and you're like, oh, great. Oh, we're so we're going to. Because, I mean, guys, what's the yeah. last thing you want to do when you finish a dessert? Right. You just want to keep only, going. You've only mm-hmm. had three mm-hmm. or four half ounces. Right. And now you're already it's here. Just a starter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's like the an amuse bouche, you know? The other thing that I <laughs> loved right. about that distillery, I love their, uh, their safe. Their proof safe is mm-hmm. just beautiful. It's like the shape of an Angel's Envy yeah. bottle in Yeah, it's really cool. Copper. They beautiful. put so much thought into the little things there mm-hmm. that it was just yeah. like walking through there every day I was like this would be so fun mm-hmm. to just this be your job and just yeah. walk through yeah. and have that smell every day because I don't know I'm a lush and I just love the fresh smell of a distillery like it doesn't bother me I love the roasted corn and so and the, and the smell of a rickhouse oh yeah god I love a rickhouse well, and so when I was researching <laughs> researching the uh, trivia questions for the board game, uh, one of our trivia questions is, um, so when Lincoln Henderson was a boy, he stole an airplane. He and his cousin stole an airplane. They never got off the ground because they ran it into the side of a barn, but um, they stole an airplane. I didn't know that, actually. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Lincoln Henderson itself, he's just a wild man. Like, in a great way. Yeah. yeah. And I think the idea of, you know, working for Woodford and creating Double Oak and all these other amazing things that he did, retiring, I mean, like, nah, let's just keep it going. I'm, my retirement yeah. plan is I'm going to open this for my family. Right. Right. But and you know what? It's such a fun industry. Yeah. You see that. Like, nobody ever leaves. Nobody ever retires no. because it's a great industry to be in, And I it's think. fun. And I think that's why I also like doing the double I love running a bar, but I also love going out and being able to talk about things that I like and things that I care about. And Absolutely. It's just different levels of family throughout. Like yeah. you have your bar family, you have your real family, you have your old bar family that's your best friends, which is like Rebecca and Annie from Curio. Mm-hmm. We haven't mm-hmm. worked, neither of us have, or the three of us haven't worked together in years, but I know I can call them at any given point in time bounce any idea off of them and they'll do it vice versa and it's just family yeah yeah that's awesome that's really awesome so tell us a story like we know that you've been in many different (laughs) bars you've met many different people tell us a good bar story i would say my favorite bar story is actually from my first industry job back in dayton ohio my first industry job was at Sidebar, the original one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was 20 years old, and I was the host. And, well, guys, it's Dayton, and you can get away with some things. And as everyone does, I wasn't drinking totally legally at this point. <laughs> and <laughs> I was close. I was close enough. It's fine. Eventually, I got there. Uh, but... It was right before Father's Day. And I was out with my friends the night before over there was Father's Day brunch. I had to work. And my best friends were the bartenders. And, you know, we were just a ragtag group. But it was an upscale restaurant at the time. And, I mean, it still is now. But the one in Dayton. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The one in Dayton was also very wonderful. 
And I look at the reservations and I'm hungover. And I looked down and I was like, why does it say Dave Chappelle? I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> and I looked at the bartenders and I was like, Nick, why does it say Dave Chappelle? And he was like, I don't know, Lynn's people do stupid shit. And I was like, all right, cool. It was our last reservation of the day. And I was like, oh, God, just get here. I want to go home. I want to, like, hang out with my dad, drink a beer, eat some, like, very homemade Ohio food, <laughs> and just lounge. And I was like, oh, my God. The guy was late, first and foremost. And it's, I was like, oh, real. I was like, oh, my God, you fake Dave Chappelle person to show up. So I'm like half asleep now at the host stand. I'm like, guys, can I just go? And they were like, no, wait for the last one. Sky walks in. Giant black dude. Sunglasses on. Bald head. And like, I remember Dave Chappelle from Chappelle Show Days. So I imagine him to be very like scrawny, kind of like awkward, weird, a little loud. And three kids run by this tiny little Asian woman and this giant black jack dude. And I was like, all right. And <clears throat> before I could even like greet them, somebody else ran up because they are smart and realized who it was. <laughs> and they were like, okay, right this way. And he just walks past me. And I was like, all right, I guess that was him. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go. So I like step outside. I'm drinking a coffee and uh, smoking a cigarette. And it starts raining. And I'm on the phone and... All of a sudden, this guy comes out next to me and he goes, man, this weather's shit, right? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I guess happy Father's Day. I was like, why would you put your name under Dave Chappelle? And he goes, girl, are you serious? And I go, yeah, man, I just have to know. Like, that was annoying <laughs> for me. <laughs> he was like, he goes, tell me, you really don't think I'm Dave Chappelle? And I was like. You're, you look like you ate Dave Chappelle. You were so much bigger than him. Turns out I'm insulting Dave Chappelle on Father's Day. Um, we end up becoming very good friends after that. That's awesome. Uh, we used to karaoke together every Thursday. Oh, my gosh. We went roller discoing, laser tagging. Dave Chappelle is very good at laser tagging. Huh. Like, he will barrel roll between aisles. Uh he will like shoot you and be like, gotcha, bitch. And like, you just don't know where he came from. <laughs> That's amazing. I can hear his voice. In oh, my head doing that. Yeah. yeah. It was so much fun. Oh, my And gosh. we would watch the Chappelle show together every once in a while. And like, one of my friends, like, really shitty studio apartments. And he just wanted to hang out. Oh, like, he's amazing. He would, at the time, he was just drinking water. Get a little high in the kitchen. Have like, you been to meat. any of his... Uh... I did. I went this summer and it was so much fun. Uh, we went to one of the earlier ones when they okay. were still on Eventbrite. But it was just a great time. Like, I love Yellow Springs in general. And I think the cool thing is that he's still really close with all my Dayton friends. Like, even after getting famous again and whatnot. I remember having a conversation with him at the bar one night that we went to afterwards when we were karaoke. And he was like, hey. I was like, so what are you doing? Like, what's your what's your plan? And at the time, Dayton is just such a weird place that everything seemed normal to be able to be like, oh, yeah, I was just hanging out with Dave Chappelle. Or, you know, it's our Thursday karaoke night, Mom. Like, because sure. I lived at home. And I'm like, Mom, I'm hanging out with Dave Chappelle. And she's like, got it. Bet you are. And I asked him, I was like, what's your next move, man? And he was like, I'm just scared I'm not funny anymore. And that was like a real conversation we had. And I was like, 
dude, you are funny. I was like, if anything, you were smart to back out before you weren't funny. And now people are just dying to see you again. And so this was post Chappelle show and pre all the great Netflix series that we've heard. This was back in 2010, 2011. Oh God. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Um, but so he still invites us and all of it, our Dayton friends to juke join every year. Still treats everyone like family. That's, That's so amazing. Cool. Still stops through and checks in on everybody. Everybody still has his personal number. We love Chappelle. And like, you know, he's, it, it even goes back to how much he actually loves the Dayton community. Last year when they had the tornadoes yeah. and they had yeah. everything. Yep. And he set up that incredible event mm. yep. for free. Yeah. Just to be like, give back to this community. They deserve it. Yep. And after the uh, shooting too. Yeah. Yeah. That. I think it was after the shooting was the last one is when he set up the yeah. Dayton Strong and all the people he had come through. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. It really is. So he is so funny. He's the funniest person on the planet, in my opinion, but also super smart. Yes. And just... so logical like everything that he says it's like and honest it's there's no bullshit Mm -hmm. behind it and he stands by what he says he knows what he's saying and he stands by it and if you think about it yeah there is like a huge intelligence factor that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily always expect from comedians because you want them to either be on the lighter side on the edgier side where you're like meh whatever just funny yeah and he'll leave you with like a thought to chew on afterwards and i think that's important amazing god you're so lucky it was a like looking back now it's just like that was a weird time can you hook us up to meet him sometime (laughs) yeah let's all just go down i would love that i would too let's do that road trip laser tagging with dave Chappelle is one of the weirdest stories i can casually tell people i i want to do that (laughs) fun leading a congo line weird but he doesn't like pictures he like will not let you take pictures. Of I don't know. Right I don't need pictures. And you don't. I just but need to when have I, fun. Yeah. So when I tell people these stories, they're like, oh, pictures or it didn't so, happen. I was like, if you actually know him, there will never be a picture. So Dave, if you do happen to listen to this, I ride a motorcycle too and hope <laughs> to run into you sometime. Just randomly at some, you know, some stop. Dave Chappelle, it's Lindsay Garrett saying, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Lindsay, thank, this has been so much fun. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your schedule to redo your podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was a blast. And I want to remind our listeners to do the Toast the Trees. With toast the Trees. And, yeah. Plant a tree, save the, save the bourbon. Awesome. Thanks Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much. Toast to the Trees. Listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Seabus Craft Cocktail Tour and visit our website at columbuscraftcocktailtour.com for cocktail tour dates, women and whiskey tastings, and other events and merchandise. Thanks to our producer, Greg Hansberry, and to the biographer for our original music. Please remember to drink responsibly, tip appropriately, and be cocktail curious. Cheers! Cheers!